0: This is the East Idaho Prepcast on Idahosports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho Prepcast, breaking down districts five and six week in, week out here on Idahosports.com. Brandon Bainey joined by Sean Kane. Sean, how's the week been so far?
1: It's it's been going, man. We did the PSAT today. Um, can't doesn't get better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: boy a rigging endorsement if i ever heard one
1: wow education yeah
0: that's right psat's it doesn't get better
1: and then i then i was thinking too uh didn't you say there's 22 idaho sports games this weekend
0: yeah you know we're still officially firming up but as of right now it looks like yeah
1: and that's <laughs> a taylor swift song filling 22 I don't know about you. That's pretty yeah. pretty big. That's a... Wow. Whoa.
0: There's uh 29 opening round football games, and right now we are scheduled to cover 22 of them, which is pretty remarkable. And like I said on uh, the other podcast I recorded today, uh, it's pretty remarkable for us because we have live, in-person human beings that are there broadcasting. Uh, we know the teams. We know the players. We've followed these teams all year long. I mean, we... We really know our stuff, and it's really a personal point of pride of mine that we're able to do this every year. So anyways, I'll get off the pedestal now. (laughs) Uh, Last week, Sean, we had state soccer. Pretty exciting time, and we talked about all of the teams that could contend and come away with titles. Only one team came back with a state championship, but a lot of teams came back with other colored trophies along the way. But let's start with our state champ. It was on the boys' side the sugar Salem diggers take out the top seeded and undefeated Wendell Trojans three to two in the championship match winning back-to-back three a state soccer
1: titles yeah that's what that's what I was gonna mention it was it was back-to-back um yeah and uh you know Wendell is a team like you said was undefeated and I kind of had not really thought about that but pretty big feat for sugar Salem to go through and of course, Wendell had to beat their their rival Teton to get in there, but nice job. And then also in that three A bracket, American Falls boys are able to come away with third third place, which is no uh, no small task on their side either.
0: Yeah, we talked about this last week, where uh, three of the four teams in the semis were all East Idaho, right? It, it was an it was an all East Idaho third place match. American Falls and Teton, and the Beavers get the win there, so American Falls comes home with the trophy, and Teton takes fourth, which is Outstanding. So East Idaho soccer on the 3A boys' side really looked impressive. At the 4A state tournament, uh Caldwell was your champion, which I <clears throat> correctly predicted on our state soccer preview show. <laughs> just
1: saying. <laughs> uh, they were <laughs> never behind in one match this year. I saw a stat. They were never, they were never fell behind in any of their games this year. I, that's just crazy to me
0: yeah and again we talked about i mean they had so many kids playing football that they or soccer <laughs> that they had two jv teams oh um gosh. which is just crazy some schools don't even have the one jv team so share the wealth caldwell uh anyways caldwell beat idaho falls in the semifinals three nothing blackfoot also got to the semis and fell to bishop kelly three nothing so you had idaho falls and blackfoot meeting up uh, district rivals for third place and boy Blackfoot had some wild matches uh their opening round game over century you know it went to penalty kicks and they won four to three and then this match with Idaho Falls goes to PKs as well and they win five four on PKs
1: yeah just uh you know defense I guess can get you there and if you play good enough defense uh you get an opportunity for penalty kicks and like we've talked about really anything can happen there it was just just kind of crazy and uh the craziest goal I saw was the Sandpoint Bishop Kelly um, in overtime. Bishop Kelly just hits a far pass to the center, and the guy just barely taps it in to beat Sandpoint in the opening round. So that was pretty crazy. So that, you know, that was pretty good for Blackfoot to be where they were at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, pretty uh, remarkable run for the Broncos. You talked about on a previous prep cast that Liam Pope is one of the great, not just soccer coaches, but one of the great
1: coaches, period. Baseball as well, and yeah. yeah. He'd probably coach anything. He, he, could, he could just suit it up right there.
0: Definitely. Uh, 5-8 Boys State Soccer Tournament. Thunder Ridge takes third. They beat Lake City 3-0 in the third-place match. Madison went 2 and out. but uh, how about the Titans uh, capping off their regular season with a trophy?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we said that we felt like they were going to come back with some hardware in previous you know casts, and sure enough, they did. And, I mean, they were just 1-0, Lost to Boise to being in that final, and uh, that that was that Thunder Ridge is a really good team, and they that was they're just close. You're so close, but that's soccer, right? That you're you're at the top of the hill, but just not there.
0: Yeah, and t- Timberline goes back to back uh, for the boys 5A soccer championship from Boise. There, uh, girls state soccer. Let's just let's go to 3A um, because again, you had uh, East Idaho teams uh, trying to advance. American Falls. Uh, got to the semifinals uh, where they fell to the event, the eventual champions from Sun Valley, the community school, the cutthroats American balls fell four to two, but the Beavers did come home with third place. They turn around to meet Timberlake four to one in the third place match. Uh, Teton unfortunately goes two and out. They just couldn't quite ride the wave after upsetting sugar Salem at districts.
1: Yeah. They, they get it. You know, one of the bigger district soccer upsets and, um, I think they run into a Fruitland team that I think probably better than five in a ranking standpoint, and just they've always been a solid program, um, Fruitland. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that four or five is always super tough. When when I looked at all these brackets this year, I just kind of felt like the four or five is just such a hard match for for both teams. You got it's just like you're both right there.
0: It it really is. It's the the four or five. You you could flip a coin for sure. Um for a girls' soccer, we had Pocatello come home with a third place finish. They beat Sandpoint um in PK's four to three. And so they lost a, a very heartbreaking game Friday night. It was the last match actually statewide on Friday night. Pocatello and Bishop Kelly, they played late into the night. BK got a very late goal, and BK ends up winning the title over Twin Falls, knocking out the defending champion Bruins. But for Pocatello, they were that close to uh getting to the championship but at the same time they were also that close to losing in the first round to bonneville right they scored a very yeah. late goal against the bees to win 2-1 yeah
1: and probably the most interesting goal i saw all tournament long was in overtime um it's 1-1 uh a bonneville player i believe the goalie kicks it all the way to the other side one touch by the pocatello defender it goes all the way back down um, the Pocatello girl heads it and then collides into the goalie to score the game winning um, goal. And th- it was like a huge delay, and no one ever said anything. And then it was just like they won, but um, yeah, it was it was a crazy goal for the Pocatello. It was a nice header, and it was about 30, 40 feet out. They probably use yards, but you know, that's that's what I gotta, you know, metric isn't me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, they do, they do use yards, uh, you know, okay, the, the 18, 18 yard yards. Block.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it was it was about I would say ten to fifteen yards from that mark, the eighteen, and heads it in, runs into the goalie, but it just kind of slowly trickles in. No one's there, and they win the game. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it was a wild matchup, and then you had Bonneville and Shelley actually meet in a loser out game on Friday. Bonneville won that and fell to Valley View one nothing. So the bees uh, come up a game short in their quest to bring home a trophy, and then at the five A girls soccer tournament. Uh, you had nobody from East Idaho win in the opening round. It was it was tough sledding for, for the Idaho schools. Highland did get to the consolation match where they fell the eagle uh, on penalty kicks, and Thunder Ridge went two and out.
1: Yeah, and, you know, uh, I think we kind of was live that day. Highland girls were ahead in that game against Rocky Mountain, and Rocky Mountain scored a late goal to send it to PK. So um just, just kind of just tough for Highland. Also, Highland, I think, was down zero two against timberline and came back to win that game as well so um they had they had good fight just not enough uh at the end though but i mean every score line is just a lot of work there on on the highland side
0: yes definitely so highland great season though they should definitely be commended even my dog thinks that highland had a great season (laughs) so there you go um all right let's move on to uh, other state competition you know state volleyball tournaments are this weekend um, we're working on a separate preview show that should be in your podcast feed already. Uh, it's not going to be a live show like we've done in the past, uh, pre-recorded because of schedules and stuff, but, but it will be there. All your volleyball breakdown will be on a special separate podcast. We'll drop it into the East Idaho Prepcast feed, which means let's talk a little state football, Sean. Now, again, if you're watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com sports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, uh, I will put the brackets up on the screen. It's going to lop our faces off. We're going to look like Two-Face from Batman, so that'll be kind of interesting. I don't think anybody really cares anyways, but um, you can follow along with the brackets on your video screen. Maybe make the screen full size so it's easier to see. Um, You can also, if you're listening audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, you can uh, follow along. We've got all the state tournament brackets right smack dab on the homepage at idahosports.com as well. So we, I feel like we always start 5A and work our way down to 1A D2. Let's go the opposite way for a change. Sean, what do you think about that? You want to start with some eight-man football?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, here's the bracket for eight-man. Rockland won the conference. They beat North Gem last Friday pretty convincingly. Actually, this quarterback change that Rockland has made has kind of sneakily been a very good move. They they basically flip-flopped... Gavin Perman was at quarterback. Teague Matthews was at wide receiver, and they switched. So Matthews is now the quarterback. Perman is at wide out. Uh, They hooked up three times in that win on Friday. So they get a first round bye. The other team that's in is Water Springs, the Warriors, and they are hosting Camas County in their playoff opener. Sean, this is going to be the first game on Friday. And you can catch it live on IdahoSports.com with video coverage. We're going to have Lance Taylor on the call from Water Springs as the Warriors battle. Camus County.
1: The Mushers, right? Yes. The Mushers. Yeah. That ought to be a great game and just kind of awesome for w- Water Springs to make it into the playoffs. Um, just kind of looking at the season they had. And I just think that's just great for that program and building. And, um, and Rockland, like you said, yeah, we've kind of wondered about Rockland. They turned it around and now have a first round bye and kind of, I, I think, I think they have a good half of the bracket.
0: That bracket sets up very nicely. Like, yes, there's Dietrich on their side of the bracket, which is probably the favorite to emerge from there, but... After that, I I think any of those other teams, Rockland, Horseshoe Bend, Mullen, St. Regis, Lewis County, Garden Valley, any of them are capable of getting on a run. I I, I think the top half of the bracket is definitely the top-heavy, and four of the top six teams, quote-unquote, in the coaches poll, reside in that top half of the bracket, Sean, including Kendrick, the 800-pound gorilla, right?
1: Yeah, everyone's... Um there's been no lack of kendrick talk on some of the other lesser watch podcasts that i'm not on but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean everyone everyone who doesn't even know eight man football knows kendrick's really good this year so uh i i like i like where rockland is and i feel like that's I, I, it's just as far as the bracket goes i feel it's good for them and they'll have some opportunities
0: yeah, I think it sets up really nicely for Rockland. They will host the winner of Dietrich and Horseshoe Bend. Um, probably going to be Dietrich, although, you know, Horseshoe Bend, I think, could also give Dietrich some problems. But I would say, you know, Dietrich at Rockland, which would be a fantastic uh, quarterfinal battle. Let's go to 1A-D-1, Sean, where you had this this winner-take-all district five six championship game last week grace played butte county the grizzlies emerged with the the single score victory uh butte county turned the ball over quite a bit uh grace took advantage like they always do not that grace needs help necessarily but they took it and and got the win and so because of that grace gets a first round buy and look at this sean they are the number two seed overall because they seed it according to Max Prep's rankings so Grace is the number two seed overall the Grizzlies could be at home for some time
1: yeah it, you know I think going through the season you'd you know not to take any away from Grace but I never kind of saw them as the two seed in this bracket so what a just a great absolute great spot for them to be in um yeah it' was, it's pretty impressive and you know Butte county wasn't bad either so I think they're a tough match up there as well.
0: Yeah. Grace is one of those mystery teams where there wasn't a lot of info out there about them this year. I think they probably like it that way. Like the less people know about them, the better They're, they they love, they love flying under that radar. I mean, but there was no media coverage unless somebody, a newspaper writer or a TV guy was going to go to grace to talk to somebody there. They weren't getting any info. Uh, you know, I looked for film online, Sean, usually I, I'm pretty good at finding at least some film uh, I really had a hard time finding any for grace. Um, so they're kind of this mystery team. And I, you know, the story is talking to other coaches that grace has a very good defense. They're very good at forcing turnovers and they play a really solid fundamental offense. So um, that's a good formula for success to win in the playoffs. Definitely.
1: Absolutely. Defense tends to win out in the playoffs. And yeah, I didn't see, I, I kind of tried to look on Twitter and stuff. I couldn't find a Twitter, you know, Grace stuff either. So, Hey, I mean, sometimes you just gotta you know go in and ho- hopefully no one knows what you're gonna do, and you can kind of surprise them,
0: yeah, definitely, uh, so let's talk about Butte county. They dropped the contest to Grace. they lose out on the first round by, so now they have to host I think this is a dangerous game, Sean personally, they have to host Lapway. Lapway is absolutely on fire. this game will be in Butte County on Saturday at one o'clock in Arco um. You know, Butte County is a team that's kind of in Jekyll and Hyde this year. You know, they'll look really good. They beat Raft River, blew their doors off two weeks ago. Then they lose this game to Grace. You know, earlier in the year, they they lost to Carry in kind of a head scratcher. I mean, they just they they seem to really be up and down this year, not the consistent Butte County team we're used to seeing. They still have probably the best depth of any team in in eight man football, which will help. But this is a Lapoy offense that is very explosive. And like I said, Lapoy was dead in the water in terms of getting a playoff spot. And then they've rattled off like five wins in a row to play their way into the playoffs. So this to me is a dangerous matchup.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, it was kind of interesting to see that. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, butte County, I kind of thought it was their conference to win. Grace comes away with the win, and, you know, that's why you have to play the games, I guess. <laughs> I mean, um lapway not you, you kind of look back and it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs and they come in at the end and make it so sometimes if you're coming in hot that's the best place to be when your team maybe you're not doing the stuff the best but maybe mentally you're just on fire and that's what it takes to go a little farther
0: now lapway will have to travel like eight hours <laughs> to get to arco so that is definitely a in butte county's favorite it's not the longest trip of the weekend though that's in Another eight-man game, Castle Ford at Clark Fork. That is like a 10-and-a-half-hour trip, <laughs> which is nuts, right?
1: Yeah, that is uh, very far.
0: Yeah. All right, let's take a look at the 2A bracket. Oh, man, Sean, I have been waiting all day to break this bracket down because this is going to be oh, fantastic. Bear Lake defeats Aberdeen last week, 15-8. to eight. That's it. Th- think, about, think about how tight that conference was this year. Bear Lake beats Westside by one. They beat Aberdeen by seven, or si- yeah, seven, and and then West Side beats Aberdeen by, I think it was ended up being eighteen, but either way, all three of those teams very good. Bear Lake gets the bye. they get the number one seed in the entire bracket as well. So what you've got is a game Friday night in West Side. The Pirates will host Coal Valley Christian, and then Aberdeen on Saturday will host Saint Mary's the 10 seed. Now, if you went off of max preps rankings, technically St. Mary's should be the, uh, the number 11 seed. They they have the lowest max preps ranking. Cole Valley actually had the ten, the, the number 10 seed, but we talked about how the selection committee had the discretion to change the matchups around keeping in mind travel considerations. And for St. Mary's, the difference between going to Aberdeen and going all the way to West side, you know, it was enough to to swing that and, and change that matchup. Um, they also had to keep in mind that Soda Springs was projected to play Aberdeen as well. So they had to put Soda Springs against a non-district opponent. And so the Cardinals will play North Fremont on Friday night in Holt Arena as part of a doubleheader. Skyline and Bonneville will be the second one. Lauren Jensen will be on the call for those games on idahosports.com. But let, let's start at the top here with West Side. They actually got a more difficult opponent than the Aberdeen did despite being a higher seed.
1: Yeah. And you know, we got to see Cole Valley come to West side last year and West side beat them, I believe like 47 to 10, but I will tell you Cole Valley was not a bad team. I mean, everyone lost the West side by that scoreline <laughs> last year. Let's be honest, but uh Cole Valley was big. They didn't have a ton of guys, but they had some really, really good skilled players. And um yeah, they were one of the biggest, like size wise, how the guys were in two A that I saw a year. So, you know, I, I think that's a that's not a you know a for sure match or for sure game there for West and I like uh I I mean I obviously like West Side's chances, but Cold Valley coming in, you know, on some some wins, some pretty good wins against Marcing and New Plymouth to kind of finish out their season. So hopefully, you know, they're on a roll too.
0: Now, I will say that I, I like Westside to win, and I, I think they win comfortably. I I just thought it was interesting. I, I, Coal Valley is a better team than St. Mary's, and yet, uh, you know, Westside gets the quote-unquote better team of the two. Um, I, I think Westside wins comfortably, though. Coal Valley has, they have to cash in on every drive. And so this is the story of the 2A playoffs is, which team can finish the most drives? Because when you look at these teams, they're like Declo, Firth, Melba, Westside, Aberdeen, North Fremont, they all love to run the ball and control the clock. And that makes it a low possession game where if you have one or two drives where you don't score, it might be it. You might be done,
1: yeah, yeah that's that that is definitely a case. All these teams run the ball very efficiently
0: <laughs> and, and and looking at this bracket, I really do think any of the top eight teams could all win. You know, I don't think Cole Valley, St. Mary's, or Soda Springs have much of a chance, but the other eight, I, I think it's pretty wide open. So it's, it's, it's going to be fantastic um, battles throughout the 2A postseason. Let's talk about Aberdeen. They get to host St. Mary's on Saturday at 2 o'clock in Aberdeen. This is a game we'll bring you on idahosports.com. Um, this is an interesting matchup because St. Mary's, based on max preps rankings, if if this was determined only by max Prep, St. Mary's wouldn't be in, they get in because their district got two auto bids. So, but you have the element of the unknown where St. Mary's didn't play anybody in Idaho besides the teams in their conference. And so that unknown opponent, they're well coached, but so Aberdeen coach. Braden Driscoll has done a fantastic job in his first season at Aberdeen. I like the tigers here.
1: Yeah. I I would have to agree with you there. I think, Aberdeen, um, I want, I you know, it's it'd be interesting to see how long it's been since Aberdeen's had a home playoff game, right? I think it's probably been a while, and um, we've had a chance to watch a game there, and it's it's pretty fun little atmosphere in Aberdeen, Idaho, for a football game. They've got a cannon, and they've got you know it, their whole towns there. It, I think it's a good home field advantage as well for Aberdeen.
0: Yeah, that place is going to be buzzing and alive with energy for sure out in Aberdeen on Saturday. And then you've got the game Friday night in Holt Arena at 530 North Fremont against Soda Springs. Uh, Interesting that North Fremont wanted to move that game inside. You know, in the past, they've liked to play outside if they can. They love to run the ball and and play smash mouth football, but they're going to play in Holt. And I, I like North Fremont here. You know, Soda Springs went two and five and you wonder how much of that was the the conference they were in, certainly, but um, I think Soda Springs is just a, a year away. Still, they're they're pretty young, so
1: yeah. Soda Springs played a tough schedule to kind of kind of propel them into the playoffs, but it, I think um, North Fremont is one of those teams too. You know, like you said, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw them at the at the end in a championship game as well.
0: Yep, and then and then you have Bear Lake, the one seed, Firth, the two seed um get first round buys and everything gets reseeded after the first round so we can't really tell you what the matchups are going to be until all of the games go final which will be saturday evening after that aberdeen st mary's game but man this is going to be some fun football
1: yeah the second round is just i mean you just think look at all the every game in that I mean, second round this first round is really good too but that <laughs> second round has got to be like the most enticing second round in all all the football right every game will be yeah good (laughs) if if it goes the
0: way i think it's going to go and all the favorites win all the home teams win you would have then um you would have north fremont at bear lake in that first quarter final you would have kellogg at Declo in the second quarter final you would have uh you would have aberdeen at firth in that third quarter final And then you'd have Westside making the long trip over to Melba in kind of a tricky game. All of those matchups would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) And we could go from all the home teams winning the first week to all the road teams winning the second week. Definitely could see that. That would be pretty interesting as well. So, yeah. Uh, Stay tuned for the 2A bracket. It is, to me, the most evenly matched bracket um, of all the the brackets we'll look at How about 3a let's take a look at the 3a bracket sugar salem uh smokes south fremont so they get the number one overall seed and a buy um snake river one district five but they don't get a buy only the top two max preps teams get buys here in this 3a so snake river will host fruitland in a first round game this is a dangerous game Fruitland is really good. Um, they kind of had a weird, mid, like, early season coaching change. Did you hear about this, Sean, with Fruitland?
1: Um, I, I, you know, I did. I remember seeing it on Twitter that he just, just kind of stopped in the middle, like at the very start, and they had to go for someone else.
0: Yeah. So, so the head coach, he was a new head coach. Um, he had come over and and gotten the team through two days, and and as the season was gearing up, he kind of realized that, hey, I, I just don't have the time to make the commitment to be a full-time head coach. Like, I just don't, there's a lot of extra stuff you have to do as the head coach. So he is still on the staff. He's still the defensive coordinator, but then uh, the offensive line coach became the head coach and it's former Fruitland Grizzly great and former Utah Ute and Carolina Panthers offensive tackle Jordan gross is the, is the Fruitland head coach. Um, So he's kind of gotten them, you know, together and playing well. And, uh, Snake River, of course, has a first-year head coach as well. It's Jeff Daly and his second run at Snake River. Um, this is going to be a game where, you know, Snake River's going to want to run the ball. Fruitland's going to want to run the ball. This game could be over pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, it could be, uh, you know, 8.30 stop time. Uh, you know, I think it's just going to Snake River and playing a game is, is I think, definitely a Snake River. And like you said, that's it's a possession Um, a lot of these games are going to come down to, I think what you do on your possessions and how many possessions you have at the end of the day with all the running going on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, the next matchup I want to talk about is at the very bottom of the bracket, South Fremont hosting Kimberly. This is the eight versus the nine to me. Uh, Kimberly has looked, um, really good offensively at times they're, they're prone to giving up. You know, a lot of yardage on the defensive side of the ball. But this to me is a pretty even matchup between South Fremont and Kimberly. They'll play this game on Saturday at one o'clock out there in St. Anthony.
1: Yeah, and I you know, and South Fremont to me has kind of been Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Um, but again, I think if they're able to control the ball. If South Fremont, you know, has holds the ball for, you know, eight minute drives, seven minute drives, they're a hard team to beat. And that's what I think they'll look to do against Kimberly.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting battle. Kimberly's got this quarterback, um, Larson, that's really the real deal. He can really spin it. And of course south fremont bryce johnson has been playing really well and and preston stoddard and hunter hobbs and they've got a lot of just good athletes there and then and then this rematch sean this 7 10 rematch this is going to be thursday night in in teton thursday night uh, at teton high seven o'clock another game we're bringing you on idahosports.com marsh valley will be at teton this is a rematch of that wild 42 to 41 game that we saw yeah. in, at the midpoint of the season. Teton won by a single point over Marsh Valley, uh, f- 41 to 40. This was back in early September. It was a, it was a wild affair. And I don't know, we could be headed for a similar shoot on Marsh Valley is another team. I'm really having a hard time figuring out. They go out and get that huge win over South Fremont. And then they barely beat American falls last year and American falls team that was down a little bit. So
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, that, that was kind of the turning point in the season, right? You kind of had South Fremont and then Marsh Valley beat South Fremont and yeah, you know, it's just been, it's been kind of interesting to see, but you know, Marsh Valley is a team um, I think we've talked about. They're just maybe a year away from being really, really good, but they've just got a ton of good players and they play really hard and we were able to see Teton. And I think I think Teton's got a lot to offer um, as far as passing and running too. I think that's a that's a good that's like a good NCAA seven ten matchup, right? Where you're not surprised at the 10 wins, but you're also not surprised at the seven wins that you know the the ticker on ESPN is saying it's a 50-50.
0: <laughs> yeah, really good. Whichever team holds the ball last might win that battle. And, and how exciting is it for Teton to be in the playoffs under first year coach, David Joyce. And there's a lot of first year coaches. March Valley has a first year head coach as well. uh Coach Belmap. So um yeah, a lot of, a lot of first year head coaches. Kimberly's got a first year coach. Uh, you know, uh, Buell's got a second year coach. And anyways, a lot, a lot of new blood in this, in this three, a bracket. Let's move to four a football, Sean. This was a, this was the hot topic. Uh, we we did our we did our Twitter spaces af- on Friday night after all the games, right on the IdahoSports.com Twitter account, where we just took questions from the fans, and everybody wanted to know about this four A bracket. You had this crazy three way tie for second place in District Six, so Skyline <laughs> won the district title over Shelly 21-14, and then Shelly, Blackfoot, Hillcrest all tied for second place i believe it came down to a a point differential system among the three teams when they played each other and blackfoot won that tiebreaker and because of that (laughs) blackfoot gets a a pretty high seed they're the they're going to be the five seed overall
1: yeah i i went back and listened to that and it it was it was kind of interesting to kind of hear and you guys were pretty almost right on i thought uh about it and uh and i'm sure district six is just super hope super happy for all the district six matches in the first round um but i and i kind of like the way they did it this year that you just didn't get an automatic spot for winning the district right wasn't it last year if you won your district you're automatic this higher spot and i kind of felt like you got a better draw this way i you know i know some people are disagree with that because if your team doesn't end up where you think they should, you're going to disagree with it. But I think as far as a bracket goes, I feel like this is one of the better brackets they produce with max preps and the combination of that stuff.
0: Yeah, it it is a little interesting. I guess I would prefer to see, um, I would prefer to see it seeded one through 16 then on max preps, if that's how you're going to do it, instead of giving the top eight to the eight auto bids, that's still kind of like a, a half handed way to, to settle it because Pocatello you know, realistically was like 13th in, in max preps. And here they are eight and they get to, and they're a district champion. They, they should, you know, they should host, but that's one I've heard a lot of people talking about is, well, how come Pocatello gets a home playoff game? And, and you know, Hey, that's the system that's in place. What do you want me to say? Uh, let's, let's talk about that first game on the, on the bracket line here. Pocatello, the eight seed Lakeland, the nine seed. This is the game that we're going to be at on Friday night, Sean. This is a, This is a dangerous game. Lakeland. We know is good. Lakeland uh yeah that was a top eight team in max preps. Um they've got John Cornish, this explosive running back. Pocatello's defense, uh, you know, how they handle the run, I think, will be the key to this game.
1: Yeah. If you talk to people or if you talk to coaches, John Cornish is one of the better, if not one of the best, 4-A running backs in the leagues or in 4-A right now. So it'll be good. I think what the difference will be is whether or not uh, Pocatello can hit their shots through the air. Pocatello likes to take some big plays through the air. And will they be able to get those shots um, against the stout Lakeland defense? I don't know. Um, or it could be just a really a run-heavy game between Echo Hawk and John Cornish. And, you know, you've got... You start at 7, you could be done at 8.30 due to all the running. But I do... I do think that is a good matchup at the eight and nine with Pocatello and Lakeland. I, Oh man, I don't, I don't even know where you go with who to pick here. I kind of like Pocatello cause it's at home on the new lookout field. First playoff game ever really exciting, fun game to have there. It's good atmosphere. we got to do a few games there. So Pocatello's, you know, defense, can they hold the run? It'll be interesting to see. The next East Idaho matchup is Blackfoot versus Hillcrest, which this is, you know, a district rematch. Hey, I'm back. Welcome back. (laughs) I just I moved on without you. That's hey, <laughs>
0: I was actually testing your abilities as a co-host and you passed with flying. Colors.
1: I said, we're moving on to the, the, the uh, Blackfoot and Hillcrest, uh, <laughs> a district six matchup to start the first round, which I've said it all year. You know, I, I don't want to play Hillcrest in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I think Blackfoot has enough to, uh, firepower to beat Hillcrest, but I'm just saying yeah, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, what the weather's going to be like or whatever, but I, I I think Hillcrest is a tough team to play in the first round. And and I expect that game to be close.
0: Definitely. And I just don't, I don't trust Blackfoot. Um, They just, they're too Jekyll and Hyde for me. They just, some games, they look like they're capable of winning the 4A title. And I'm like, yeah, these guys are legit. And then there's other games where I'm like, are you guys going to make the playoffs? Like I like I I know they're going to make the playoffs, but it's like and, and last year it was the same story. They were very Jekyll and Hyde and they got to the playoffs and it was more Hyde uh or 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 more Jekyll. Sorry, more Jekyll's the good guy, right? That's the Well,
1: well it wasn't the good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever no, no no no, they were good Oh got, yeah.
1: They, they got, got the all the way semis. to the, yeah.
0: They got all the way to the semifinals. I think I think that's Jekyll. I think Jekyll's okay. the guy who's got it under control and then hides the maniac that goes around. Uh, but same thing this year. I just I can't trust Blackfoot. They go through these stretches where they just I don't know what it is they and and defensively you know they've kind of been burned a couple of times this year. I think you were talking about that, Sean. Uh, defensively, they've had some lapses. So and and Hillcrest is well coached. Brennan Moss Mossholder is a great coach. They've got a kid that I don't know that it, a lot of people know about, Titan Larson. He is like he's a brick house and he's a great runner with the football. Um he he's a stud for sure. Um Yeah,
1: Hillcrest is on a three-game winning streak coming into the playoffs and they beat all their conference opponents, uh Bonneville, um in a real close game which, you know, they felt like that propelled them big time. Um they beat Shelley, you know, Shelley's played really well. They beat Idaho Falls. Uh, you know they only lost to Blackfoot six to twenty-one in early September. I mean, it's you know it, I think it's going to be a really good game. I would not be surprised if it comes down to like a late score or something in that one.
0: You know we're going through all these football brackets, and I haven't really stepped out on the ledge yet, Sean. So I'm doing it right here. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling it Hillcrest over Blackfoot. <laughs> wow, you
1: you heard it here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now when Blackfoot wins, I'll come back next week with egg on my face, but. <laughs> That's, I, I just have a feeling. I don't know. They call me weird. Uh, speaking of Idaho falls real quick. I really did think the tigers would be in the playoffs. They just missed out. They, they missed out on the last playoff spot. Canyon Ridge leapfrogged them despite losing 84 to 40, whatever it was. Uh, the max preps Basketball is making. Score. <laughs> yes. The max preps are making people crazy for sure. Uh, so Idaho falls uh bummer that they didn't get to the playoffs, but again, when 16 of 25 teams make the postseason, you have plenty of chances at the same time. And if it comes down to that final at large spot, then you know you kind of have to own that a little bit as well. So um, too bad for Idaho Falls. It would have been cool to see all of District 6 get in, but they're the one team that doesn't, unfortunately. So, um, Okay, so I like Hillcrest to beat Blackfoot. Um, I also like uh, the next game down, Skyline over Bonneville. I think uh, Bonneville obviously had that signature win over Skyline two weeks ago I don't think in a million years the bees ever thought they would be matched up with Skyline again <laughs> but uh here I mean it's ridiculous that Bonneville got seated lower than Skyview
1: and yeah it, it's just ridiculous like thinking, yeah <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, you would have, met, you know, you got you got through Sky. I mean, if you beat Skyline twice in one year, you should just get the trophy, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, very tough feet and Skyline, like always, always, always elects to play in Holt Arena. Um, that's a that's something they always do, and uh, you know they'll have a little more experience uh, in that than Bonneville, but not a ton because we haven't used Holt Arena all year, so. Uh, I, I, I think it's hard to beat skyline twice in a row, uh, in the same season, the way they're playing right now. And I would have to kind of lean towards skyline, but man, Bonneville's given everything they've had, um, this year and I, you know, it could be close for a while and then skyline kind of can break it out in the second half. But, you know, I think the first half might be the, the telltale of that.
0: And yet, if you talk to the Bonneville coaches, I'm sure they'll tell you, we expect to win this game. That's what they said the first time they beat Skyline. Yep. Um, Bonneville was in the same exact spot last year, actually. They were the 15 seed playing the two seed Pocatello in Holt Arena. It was the late game on Friday, 8-15 kickoff. So for Bonneville, this is kind of like, whoa, deja vu, just different opponent this time. Um, last year, their strategy was control the clock. And they only lost, I think it was 21 to 6. So um, we'll see what they do this time around against a similar high octane offense. Um, and then we've got Shelly. Man, what a kick in the pants. That loss to Hillcrest cost Shelly about seven spots in the max preps rankings.
1: They yeah, cumbled. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, when I first looked at it, I couldn't find Shelly. I'm like, how did Shelly not to play the playoffs? <laughs> but it was all the way at the bottom. So it was like mind boggling to me on that one. But yeah, not winning that game. Whew.
0: That really hurt them. So now they have to go to Emmett. This is an Emmett offense that's explosive. Dakota Perry at quarterback, Stevie Howe is a wrecking ball at wide receiver. Rye Fullerton is their running back. All three really good players for Shelly. Ball control is going to be paramount for the Russets. They have to cash in on every drive, and they also have to, you know, run the clock a little bit because that Emmett offense is so explosive. Um, so we'll we'll see if the Russets are up to the task. They are well coached and they've already gotten some very big wins this season. So uh they will have to travel uh, I think besides Lakeland, um coming down to Pokey, they have the furthest trip of anybody in the well in Skyview going up to Sandpoint, of course, but outside of that, they have the longest trip of anybody this weekend. So
1: yeah, that will be a interesting matchup for sure. I, I think Shelly is going to have to get stops on the defensive side really to really to kind of have a chance there. Yeah,
0: for sure. We'll see how it goes. Uh, 5A, let's do it. Uh, Highland gets that bye. They are at the very bottom of the bracket. Um, they would have to hit the road to take on Meridian if they got to that point. Second year in a row that the East team the East champion didn't get to host. It's supposed to rotate, and they kind of messed they kind of messed that up somewhere along the way. They're going to fix it, I guess, by having the East host the next two years. But, anyways, uh, you would have the East team heading on the road again, like Rigby had to do last year yeah. to Meridian. Yeah, so. and
1: that was a big point of contention. So I'm kind of surprised it's the same this way this year.
0: And the yeah. word the word I got, I had a fan who sent sent me some some info on it uh the word i got was basically the itsa said well the coaches voted on it and nobody said anything so we could fix it moving forward okay
1: um, <laughs>
0: essentially so um okay so anyways highland gets the bye you've got rigby clinching that second spot they i mean they played like they you know we're used to seeing 42 nothing win over madison they get to host a it's it, it, you know what I don't think there's any Treasure Valley fans that listen. To this. It is garbage that a why he got got into the playoffs. Garbage. Did you hear about this, Sean?
1: Well, we were talking. It's because Kuna Kuna won right by two points, or right? Wasn't that well, the Middleton?
0: So, so what happened was, you know, the way they determine these at-large teams and why he was the last at-large team is your winning record against five A opponents. Oh yeah, and and the SIC has two divisions because there's so many teams. And so they have these cross divisional matchups at the end of the year where the two first place teams play each other and then two plays five and three plays four. And then the two sixth place teams play each other. Well, why took sixth place in their division, got to play a Timberline team that hadn't won a game all year, got an easy layup while Bora, a team that beat Hawaii head to head and finished fifth ahead of Hawaii in their division. They had to play Rocky Mountain because the two plays the five. So Bora got a loss. Why he got a very easy win and got in ahead of a Bora, a team that they lost to. It just, I don't know how you fix it, but it doesn't matter. Rigby's going to blow the doors off of Whyhe, anyways.
1: So. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Going going to Rigby um, is going to be a tough feat for any team, let alone a twelve seed out of Boise.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, r- Rigby, and then, and honestly, I I like Rigby to go on quite a run here. I like them over Eagle. Um, I like I like them over Post Falls certainly. If Post Falls got there, and you know, if it was Rigby and Rocky, then maybe we can talk. But otherwise. I like Rigby to navigate through Highland. We we kind of talked about this. Show. Yeah,
1: remember I said I thought when I looked at the draw, I felt like Highland winning district when they beat when Highland came back to win, which again was most one of the most incredible games all year. Um, we've got to got to see. But when Highland won and I looked at the draw, I kind of felt like Highland got the short end of the stick winning the district. I feel like Rigby's half is a little easier than the other side. And that's. You know, and that's what I kind of felt last year when Highland lost. I'm like, man, Highland got an easier draw taking second in the districts um, because they didn't have to go play Meridian. And we all remember what happened when Rigby went to Meridian last year. That was what triple overtime goal line stand jumping over people, you know, fireworks going on there. And Rigby somehow came away with it. So kind of interesting how that panned out.
0: Yeah. And and I guess I will say this. Yeah. Uh there are more quality teams on Rigby's half, but Rigby's better than Rigby's better than Eagle. I think, I think Rigby's better than post falls and Rocky's a pretty even matchup where Highland I, like Highland is better than Lewiston. I've seen Lewiston Highlands better than Middleton Highlands better than Nampa. They're better than Mountain View, but Meridian Meridian so good that uh, that's a very tough semifinal assignment for Highland, but Hey, they went and and did it last year, right? Went on the road in the semifinals and, Nobody they've really gave it. them a chance, and
1: they've done it for a few years now. I believe they've won yeah. up in the, the Eagle. They've won up, you know. They've won, They've, you know, that Highland team is ready uh, to go anywhere and play. Um, but you know, if they're able to come through and it's them in Meridian, that's they played earlier this year. I believe it was fourteen to six. It'll be a defensive battle for sure.
0: Yeah, that oh, that would be such a great rematch. And yeah, my very first year in Pocatello, Sean Highland went to Bora. Bora was the top team, and they had Austin Bolt, the Gatorade player of the year, and they they went there and, and won. So you're right. Highland does this every year, it seems like. So those are the brackets. Uh, next week, we're going to have actual results to talk about, and we'll have quarterfinal stuff to break down and maybe some state volleyball to, to recap. And state cross-country is yep. the, coming up this weekend as well. So a lot going on, Sean.
1: We'll be busy. I, you'll be more busy than I, but... You know, it is Halloween weekend and whatnot, but (laughs) that's right.
0: That's right. You doing trick or treating, Sean?
1: Um, I'm a little old, Brandon, but I might take my kids. Yeah, that's what I meant, obviously. (laughs) yeah. Is that big skeleton still out by your house?
0: Uh, No, those people moved. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So we'll see what the (laughs) new neighbors do. They haven't done anything yet, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody, and uh, enjoy the competitions this weekend. We will be back with another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast next week on idahosports.com.